Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Steve, I've got a poem. Really? That's exciting. You do that so rarely. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to bring Frost, but I've decided not to bring Frost. And instead, I'm bringing William Butler Yates. Yates! (laughs) Hey, that was a good one. Yeah. That... (laughs) <laughs> that pun will definitely make it through the editing process. Uh, <laughs> okay, good deal. So this one, I brought this one in particular today because Yates has something for us toward the end of the poem that I want to explore. I want this in particular to be our sort of jumping off point for the conversation that we have today. So uh, this poem is entitled Adam's Curse. And oh, uh, <laughs> a cheery poem. Great. Yeah, something really nice. Well, not cheery, but it does end in a nice. You'll see. OK. OK. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hear it. Adam's Curse by William Butler Yates. We sat together at one summer's end. That beautiful, mild woman, your close friend and you and I and talked of poetry. I said, a line will take us hours, maybe, yet if it does not seem a moment's thought, our stitching and unstitching has been naught. Better go down upon your marrow bones and scrub a kitchen pavement, or break stones like an old pauper in all kinds of weather. For to articulate sweet sounds together is to work harder than all these, and yet be thought an idler by the noisy set of bankers, schoolmasters, and clergymen, the martyrs call the world. And thereupon, that beautiful mild woman, for whose sake there's many a one shall find out all heartache on finding that her voice is sweet and low, replied, To be born woman is to know, although they do not talk of it at school, that we must labor to be beautiful. I said, it's certain there is no fine thing since Adam's fall, but needs much laboring. There have been lovers who thought love should be so much compounded of high courtesy that they would sigh and quote with learned looks, precedents out of beautiful old books. Yet now it seems an idle trade enough. We sat grown quiet at the name of love. We saw the last embers of daylight die, and in the trembling blue-green of the sky, a moon, worn as if it had been a shell, washed by time's waters as they rose and fell about the stars and broke in days and years. I had a thought for no one's but your ears that you were beautiful, and that I strove to love you in the old high way of love, that it had all seemed happy, and yet we'd grown as weary-hearted as that hollow moon. So do you think that the three of them, that their conversation is contained in that first section, that that's all they said? And then they just fell to quietness for a, a, a lengthy period of time 
thinking about it and watching the last embers of the daylight and so on. Uh, is that how you interpret this, that, that this is a long period of time with very few words spoken? Or do you think that that he's doing something else there? I am interested at the possibility of it being something else, because for me, you know, I read it uh, and it's a pretty formal, pretty sort of uh, rigid structure at the beginning where there is a lot of dialogue. And yeah, I don't know. I put a lot of weight in that grown quiet. I, I do think, you know, we saw the last embers of daylight die. That takes a little time to see that. And so then he has yeah, a just, thought uh, for no one but his lover's ears, right? Yeah, yeah. What about, are, are, well, are you we, something else? We had grown quiet at the name of yeah. love. Like when that, when you, when that comes out there, it, it almost blows apart the conversation. Yes, exactly. Okay, sweet. This is exact. This is where I'm headed. That, uh, I don't know, like this line in particular is what I want to talk about sort of in the classroom, this blowing apart the conversation or this something happens in this line, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. This is a, this is a unexpected yeah. moment. That's right. And, and up to this point, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about um, poetry and we're talking about how to write it. We're talking about what it takes to be beautiful. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're almost, the dialogue is sufficient to make you think like, uh, how can I say it's artful enough and it is potent enough that you would be excused for believing that it's going to continue for a long time, but it doesn't, right? All of a sudden, love, and they're quiet, right? They, they Well, right. I can go on at length about the writing of poetry or the nature of Adam's curse, even. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you drop into the midst of us, love, well, who can fathom that? Yeah. Yeah. You've just you've just put something in there much bigger than what we were playing with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And 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 it it's not that it when I say blows apart, I don't mean ends. It's almost like it becomes too big to talk about rather than well we don't have anything left to say. We have we don't know where to begin. Right. And 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 for the writer I, you know, I start thinking things that I don't want to say in front of the third part. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure. I, I, these are from my lover's ears only. Mm -hmm. uh, now that you've got me thinking about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So what, what's, how do, what's this look like in the classroom? What, what, what do you, uh, you, you have a plan here. What is it? Yeah. Well, my plan is a question <laughs> a lot more than a, a format or a layout um, because I, th when I think of this poem and I think about the classroom, there's a lot of overlap, right? Like this, this moment, we sat grown quiet at the name of love. I, that's happened in the class before, right? Where a room full of rambunctious, uh, people were, were, were playing it fast and loose. We're having a lot of fun. We're talking fast. We're talking over each other at times, you know, like there's a lot happening. 
And then it changes. And all of a sudden, we slow down and get very introspective. Um, Surely there's times where we slow down and that's just a result of there's a lag, right? Like we're kind of done. We're kind of out. Uh, That's not what I mean at all. There's a different slowing down where it's almost a catching up or a, a realizing, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, that was, we were just, uh, at the tip of the iceberg here, right? Like there's the, the scope is totally, our scope is totally off, right? Like there's way more than we recognized we were dealing with. Right. Right. And that's a really beautiful which, which end of the telescope are we supposed to look through? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. We, we, wow. We, we get this thing turned around and suddenly we see way more than the than, than we thought we were seeing. Exactly. Um, it's almost like, I don't know, the truth has snuck into the room. Yeah, right. You know, we were just going about our business learning. <laughs> and then this 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 pesky thing snuck in and bit us. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, where did that come from? Right. Right. Well, and it does happen. And, and the mystical thing to me is that there's no way to make this happen. Right. Although, man, if you could bottle and sell it, you'd be rich. Oh, right. Like, yes. I talk about <laughs> I teachers, teachers paying teachers. That baby right there yeah, would be right. <laughs> For Put sure. that one in as a hot seller. Yeah. And and the, the thing is, like, you're right, I think, that there's no way to um to just make it happen. Um I ha- I certainly haven't found a way, but I do want to talk with you about what maybe we can fish out some ways, uh some practices or some postures or something that perhaps leaves if we can't drag truth into the room right to pick up on your metaphor of of truth sneaking in the door is there a way that we can leave the door cracked right prepare not knowing when the moment might happen right leave a seat empty yes correct right. that's a good analogy and i th- um, and i think I, there's a bunch I of ways i want to talk about that yeah okay good i before those, I want to talk about that and we'll see kind of where it happens. But another thing I'm interested in is um, because I'm thinking in particular of times in my teaching experience where truth sneaks in and I get so excited, I chase him out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I, I, I draw so much attention to uh, what's happening that I, I kill it. Yeah, you've, right. well, uh, <laughs> the, it gets off the hook. You, you've just described most of my fishing experiences, okay. right? I land the little ones, but the big ones right. all get away because I try too hard. Yeah, I, I, real, 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 I, real, real. I, I break the line, or I I jerk too quickly and rip it out of its mouth, or right. I do all the wrong right. things because I'm not a great fisherman. I don't I don't do it enough to be good at it. Right. But when I first started teaching. I was in middle school and uh, the, I was teaching middle schoolers sure. and uh, which is it, analogous to being in middle school. Yeah, um, it's not a hundred percent different. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's any like moment you, you, 
you pray for it and you watch for it and you hope for it, but it, but your description is perfect. As soon as it's, it's like, if you're playing the whack-a-mole game, it's one of those false things where it starts to raise its head and then it goes, yeah, yeah. it goes back down because you're trying to strike at it too quickly. If you yeah. let it come up and look around for a little while and hang out, everybody would see it. Everybody, yeah. had, and by everybody, I mean the, the students would see it, feel right. it, get excited about it. And frankly, you as a teacher wouldn't have to do much to keep it there. Right. But it's just like so, oh, there it is. And then it goes, nope, I'm not here. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> it's back down in a hole. You, right. you scared me, uh, teacher. You're too aggressive here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is totally understandable, right? Like I, especially as a beginning teacher, man, I when the students would get excited and when these moments would happen, I just, I was so eager to have uh, truth present that uh, I just, I could not exercise restraint. Yeah. And that it's such a sort of paradoxical thing. Maybe that's the first thing that I want to notice about it is that, uh, initially it, so it sort of takes, um, work or something when you don't expect it to. And then it takes restraint when you, when Succeed. you don't want to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> when, when you don't want it to happen. So, uh, or, or when you don't, I guess, want to exercise restraint, that's exactly when you must, um, or when I must anyway. Well, and you're talking about something that, that maybe isn't directly related to this subject per se, but happens in teaching a lot, where one loses or becomes forgetful of who's supposed to be benefiting most from the classroom, right? Um, mm -hmm. in, in, in the humanities we're all humans in the room. So when truth comes in the door and sits down in the corner and I see him, I get excited in, in part because I, as a teacher, what that's, that's why I'm teaching, but it's also the human reaction of, Hey, this is true for me too. And yeah, I, yeah, for, yeah. I, I forget the student. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I become the student again. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I run into this all the time in teaching seminar and, and maybe that's one of the first things we suggest about pre preparation yes. is yes, yes, yes. the stuff that's the, the curriculum, the pathway that we follow with guys like Plato and Augustine and Aquinas. And uh, we're in John Stuart Mill now. We'll be in Camus soon and, and Nietzsche. Uh -huh. not, not, not necessarily. I mean, there's some strange bedfellows, but they're all yeah. brilliant. Okay. They uh -huh. get my heart pumping. Right, and right. and my job in that room is not to have a seminar for me. <laughs> it is to facilitate having a seminar for them. And yes. they're 17, 18 years of age. And so all of that that's implied, the, the possibility for truth to be in the room, it, it, it maybe, maybe first is prepared by having the right material. Mm -hmm. I think that you can have such banal uh, right. average, mediocre, you know, you, this, someday 
it's going to happen on the podcast. You're going to show up with a poem that's like, <laughs> and and then we're going to have to deal with all the editing implied, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> but so far you haven't, right? Today you show up with a poem that yeah. that, that inserts the truth we want to talk about in a powerful way and gives us something to work off of. And and it's but but your caution is is absolutely necessary. Um, when I start engaging with Augustine, I, I forget the 18 year olds in the room <laughs> and yeah. just want it to be me and him. And, uh-huh. and, and occasionally there's like this little tentative hand that goes up, uh, 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 Mr. Elliot, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> and right. then I, oh, oh yes. I'm sorry. Um, right. well, and, so, and, okay. Um, what you were saying, uh, sorry, I kind of cut you off. So content, right? Like uh, yeah, material co- is a huge I, part. I hear people say to me all the time, many of the books you want these students reading are over their heads. And I always, you know, I'll, I'll often grab them around the shoulder and thank them for that compliment. <laughs> right. They didn't mean it that way. Right. But, sure. but if it was easy, I think the, the higher the content, the greater the content, the more challenging the content, the more likely those kids at some point in working with it and in defining and in, in, in playing with it. I like the, the you know, the, the busyness you described at the beginning of your classroom where we're just almost talking over the top of each other. What does it mean? This is what, but I think it'd be, and then right. that beautiful moment when often somebody that doesn't tend tend to say too much goes well maybe it's boom you know and and, and then everybody just oh, goes, dude, i love it man it's so good everybody's face just kind of turns towards it can you say that again you know yeah and yeah. that's that's the key for the teacher is to know that they're playing with dynamite right mm-hmm. i'm very right. mindful of that when here in a few weeks when we go into nietzsche his beyond good and evil i'm very aware of the powerfully bad things that book has done in the history of the world. Oh, totally. You know, it's dynamite. It's, 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 it's a real gun. Yeah. And if we don't hand, if I'm not there to, to help them be careful with it, it can, it can go off. But at the same time, I love it when it goes off properly. Right. Of course. Because I don't, I don't think uh, article out of the newspaper is going to go off in the classroom. Mm-hmm. At, at least right. it's less Not the likely. Same way. No, it's right. less likely. Not the, yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, truth uh, is everywhere, um, and uh, there's a lot of ways of of getting at it. And so this uh, question is not uh, an end around for. Uh, a rigid uh, sort of great books curriculum or whatever, right? Like that's a different conversation. Um, maybe it does happen with a newspaper article, right? But that's, we're not talking to, like we've already said, there's no formula. And so we're just talking about preparing the soil, if you will, uh, cracking the door to allow uh, truth and easy entrance um, so content is one. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Uh, the first thing you said was seminar and you went right to, uh, content of the material of the books. Uh, I thought you were going to say the, the form of seminar, um, versus, 
you know, something more like uh, a lecture or small yeah, groups, well, you know, that sort of thing. The, the more voices in the room, the more likely truth is going to sneak in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's in that, you know, the, the old cliche sort of thing about the, 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 the method of science or, or okay. mathematics that, right. that the real learning occurs when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. That the vast majority of, of of what's happening, say, in a science classroom is a kid thinking, well, if I do this, this and this, this will happen. So they do this, this and this. And wait a minute. That, well, why didn't that work? Right. If they did this, this and this and what they expected happened, they go, oh, well, I see I already knew that and move on. It's when they right. when it messes up. And, and so. You know, I, when you've got several minds, especially several young minds, uh, trying to figure it out, there's, there's a lot of mistakes being made, right? But that that yeah. gap, that's where sparks start happening, and people go, "Oh, oh, oh well, maybe it's right." Well, right. no, it's not that. Well, but maybe, well, uh, that could be it. What? But what? And, and so then there's this variety of speculation, as opposed to like you were saying, a lecture. Is basically this is the way it is. Yeah, and my students right. seem very reticent. High school students don't seem happy to sit and just go, "Well, gee, Mister Elliot, you're so smart. Of course you're right." You know, the, <laughs> the hand goes up in the air. Hey, what about? Are you yeah. saying? Or do you? Which have, is a great question. But what about? Like that's yes. that might be uh, our best bet in terms of. Uh, in like a, getting at a question that's going to spark something, right? That's going to welcome truth in. Well, what about uh, you know this? You know, like, huh? Like, yeah, that that's often been what gets the party started, which is often resisted by the lecturer. Maybe this yes. is another thing. What not to do? What will mm-hmm. keep truth out of the room? Is yeah. such a rigid. I've got this plan. I've got this outline. I've got this PowerPoint. I've got this this lesson, mm-hmm. and your your questions getting in the way of it. No, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Your, that question has lit a fuse on the dynamite. Let it mm-hmm. blow. Let it blow, yeah. dude. But but yeah. time is a big deal here, and I I think that was implied in what you'd say. It's implied in your poem. Yes, is that there was enough time for them to slow down mm-hmm. and, and, and that's a, the, the rushed nature is we talked about people's uh, uh, leisure, leisure the basis, basis of culture. culture. And, and that's a big distinction. Leisure demands almost wasteful amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Work is all efficient. Let's get it done. We got, we got eight hours today. We're going to get X, Y, and Z done. If we don't, the boss is going to kick our rear end. Mm-hmm. Leisure can't think in that term Be- because of the mystical nature of it. Right. Because you don't know when the bomb's going to go off. You don't know how long the fuse is. You're waiting. Right. You're you're continuing to seek and talk, and 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 maybe even allow that. It, it's funny to me how many teachers behave like uh, they're on air. And and the Ooh, dead space. What do you mean? Like uh oh like uh like an oxygen tank or something? No, like on the radio. And, oh, and, okay. and okay. silence. Or, oh, like they're on a podcast. <laughs> or like they're on a podcast, right? So we go through <laughs> and we edit out all of the long pauses where, right. you know, 
Jason says, well, are you going to say anything? Well, no, I was waiting for you to say something. Oh, well, you know, that's, that's a behind the scenes look at the podcast. Right. Uh, but but in the classroom, many teachers want they can't stand silence. Mm. And our students don't know how to handle silence. Yeah. It's such a noisy world. And they've got, you know, mine are bugging me all the time to put their earbuds in. I just don't allow it. But mm-hmm. but they, they want the background music or they want the YouTube video or they just they want stimulation, stimulation, stimulation. So I'm like, stop. Mm-hmm. Breathe. That's hard, though. I mean, like, I, I agree with you. I'm sympathetic uh, to your perspective. Like, I share your perspective. Um, it's it's just a tough sell these days. Right? Yes. Uh, when, I think there's a guilt there's to so it. Much. Yeah. They almost feel like. Uh, but. But this is school. We've got, you know, and we've talked about the fear factor before, but it's very prevalent in this regard. Yeah. That yeah. if I spend a whole hour on a comment some student made. Right. Well, now we're behind. <laughs> Why do you yeah. interpret it that way? How do you know that we just leapfrogged over a lot of stuff I don't have to lecture about now because we we figured it out together through that brilliant question that so-and-so asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I, I agree. It, so that's another way, right, to sort of allow space. Um, silence is uh, awkward. Man, it's awkward um, initially. But once a, a crew has been together for a while, it doesn't have to be. Uh, I, I have a good buddy who uh, when I was in college, this this just came to my mind, actually. Uh, Bryce Flynn, I don't know if you're out there listening, but, uh, you know, if you are, uh, this one, uh, is from you, uh, Bryce, uh, and I were talking and, um, the way that, uh, what he said was the way that, you know, if somebody is a good friend is if you're driving in the car with them and you don't feel like you have to say something. Yep. You know, so that if what what I'm saying is in the classroom initially, yeah, first day, I'm sure it would be uh, uncomfortable to just sit there for five minutes in silence. But as the group progresses and as uh, they cohere to one another, uh, you know, you you start to have a lot more room for that, uh, a lot more room. And it's even welcome. Right. It becomes a very, a very nice, a very restful thing. Yeah, and and I think there's a couple of aspects to that. One is, is it's got to be room and time and space and safety for the quote unquote bomb to go off. Mm -hmm. But once it goes off, the um, incubation, yeah, yeah, for the for the rest of us to catch up with what just happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Right, I'm I'm glad we're here. Because this is once once the miraculous has broken in, right? Like once uh, the epiphany hits, that like I've already said, the temptation is to jump all over it. Um, right. Well, how do you not? Right. That's the question. How do you? How do you let it settle? Right. Well, so perception is a big deal. 
Okay. If you don't realize it's happened, you're not going to do anything about it. Absolutely. You might you might trounce right over it and not even realize uh, that it, that and, anything and happened. A couple hours later, after they've left the room, you're kicking yourself, going, "Oh man!" Yeah. And and that happens. I mean, it's you know, it's even an experienced person is going to miss some of it. But yeah. but so so what the what's desperately needed in our classrooms today, and in any period in time. What a teacher above all else is, I think, is, is a judge, right? Okay. Somebody with the wisdom to discern uh-huh. that just happened. Look, okay. whoa, look, look, look. And, um, and then it, it have, I don't know if it the, the word plan is right, but, but have some things already decided that, that, that there's going to be a pause. Yeah. And that the most important aspects of dealing with the the truth that's come in is probably the questions that are asked rather than the answers that are given. Uh-huh. It's presented itself as an answer. Okay. But it's part of the reason people get nervous about it is because it's un, it's not placed. It's it's come in, sat down, and you don't know what to do with it yet, and it's questions that will get you there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Good. You know what I'm saying? I so, do. Yeah. So, so something happens and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute. Um, this is really great. I don't know if this is uh, a sort of unit eight or unit 12. Um, and if you try to get at that immediately, if you try to categorize it right off the bat, uh, you might lop its head miscategorize off. yeah yep. <laughs> right or, or or put it in the wrong place or, right. or call it the wrong thing or etc uh-huh. mm-hmm. and um so instead, i have from t- right go ahead I, I have from time to time recognized that what just walked in is is beautiful and wonderful and good but it's in the wrong place okay that we need to deal with a few other things and come back to it Okay, but I'm always nervous about that because I don't want the the moment to be lost. Yeah, I so confess that I will follow that to a fault. Like if if a good conversation uh, breaks in, I will I will abandon uh, what I what I had going, even if what I had going is important and probably closer to the aims of the course and probably is what I should teach. I'll let it go. I'm And what I'm saying is to a fault like that. There are times when I should not. And yet I still do. Uh, I guess I'm a sucker for (laughs) a good conversation in some ways. Well, and and I hear your confession, but I think that there's a way to place Mark. Okay. So this is, so to me, this is another aspect of making room for these things to happen is the, um, the self-critical nature, the self-evaluative, the self-assessment that a teacher should go through and how often they need to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there an epiphany? Let's let's say you're teaching five hours of the day. Is there an epiphany five times a day? No, probably not. No, no. Um, is there an epiphany in a given class, even every week? Well, I would hope so. It's 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 maybe not too far fetched to say maybe once a week 
truth sneaks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That seems but, like good classes, so, you know. Yeah. So so I've done two things in my teaching that I think are important. One is if I have one of those moments, what's burning in my mind when the bell rings yeah. is how quickly can I get to a place of self-assessment, evaluate what happened. Okay. I'm like you. I will normally go with it rather than try and uh-huh. put it off because yeah. I'm afraid of losing it. That's it's a right. precious thing. But I'm mindful that if it really is good, that it belongs somewhere in what we're studying. Okay. Even if it's maybe not even directly related to this year. Yeah, good. I see where you're going. Keep, yeah, go. I need, I, so, so I don't want to lose it and, and not losing it doesn't just mean enjoying it to the bell, mm-hmm. but after the bell deciding what, what to do with that dish. Should I make a note to myself that when we finally get to where it would have been mm-hmm. uh, in an outline form appropriate, by all means, refer them back to because they'll remember Dude, it if, if it really brilliant. went off. I've, ne- um, so, I've so, literally so, never done that. Like that's uh, that's worth the price of admission right there. The the sort of turning inward and saying, OK, now that it's happened, where where does it need to go? And how can I uh, sort of call back to it? Sure, in that class, but also what are the situation? Like, what was the conversation that gave rise to this important thing? Uh, and how yep. can I plow that sort of section, especially deep? You know, with the sophomores uh, in in three quarters when uh, we're going to be talking about this thing or whatever. Right. Well, so that's my second. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I evaluate. Well, no, you're not violating anything. Um, personally, I mm-hmm. try to be aware. And then I guess I'll use this term departmentally or, or, or with colleague with colleagues. Yeah. I think one of the most beneficial things is the quote unquote school within the school. Right. Yes. Which unfortunately is somewhat limited to, to the, 25 minutes they give us to eat lunch together. <laughs> but I am fortunate to to sit there at a table with some other teachers and go, you know, this came up this morning. It's really awesome. And then somebody from another department goes, oh, that would fit so well with what, well, you know. And, and the funny thing is an, an English teacher and a theology teacher have lunch together every day. Okay. And I will normally let her know, the theology teacher, oh, by the way, uh, you know, we're in Dante and purgatory is really bothering the Protestants. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> you know, uh, heads up, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. or the biology teacher today is sitting there. And I had a guest in my seminar who is a medical doctor and working on a really wacky medical ethical problem. Okay. And so we got into that in my class. But nice. I wanted the biology teacher to know, hey, by the way, we knocked on your door today. Uh-huh. Um, by all means, continue it. Right. Um, and and I, I find, especially in the seminar class, which is which is the great conversation, it's, it's crossing all the curricular – there aren't curricular boundaries, but it's crossing all of the false curricular boundaries. Right. And, um, you know, there's just nothing off limits, math and science and – Mm-hmm. language and art and 
everything, philosophy, theology, English, it's just all there. Yeah. Um, and, and so the kids often, even without my purposeful doing so, uh, take it with them and, and bring the bomb back up in another mm-hmm. class where they think it's, or they, sometimes it's, it may not be any more appropriate to that class than it is to mine, but they want that teacher's opinion. Yeah. Great. Right. Bring it on. Right. Like that's, that's right. awesome. That's and so really then there, there, there starts to be these sort of, I'll have a student come and say to me, I heard the sophomores are doing thus and so are they really do, you know, yeah. the, the, the words out. The, the smell of the gunpowder has, yeah. uh, you know, the, from the bomb going off in my classes has diffused out into the hallway yep. and through the ventilation system. And other people are going, what happened? And what well, happened? And, third and period? That, that's probably another indicator, right? Um, that, hey, uh, if if people start asking around um, now, you, you had them doing what? Like, what? how did you guys get there? Uh, that's that's another uh, that's another sort of. I don't know, I guess indicator that what you had was special, that that was a, that was a really good moment. Um, okay. I do not have, uh, advice or, uh, tips or whatever, half as good as, uh, what you just talked about in terms of not only, uh, reflecting and, and sort of categorizing, for future uh, conversations, but, but also then working with uh, your colleagues and bouncing that off of them and sort of uh, keeping it going that way. Um, But I I do think that I want to say this because this has been uh, for me a pretty good thing. Um, And it's really granular, right? Like on the technical level. um, Okay. So we're in the classroom and truth sneaks in and I recognize, okay, you know, there it is. Um, I will typically do, uh, a couple of things. First of all, well, I've noticed that if you, if you're excited and you, uh, ask, you know, like, well, what do you mean? That can, that can crush, uh, (laughs) some of the more timid students, right? who right, are right. often the ones who are uh, bringing this sort of uh, partner along. And so instead, uh, what I've recognized uh, I have done and what I've tried to be intentional about doing is first, I will sort of um, give a nonverbal sort of affirmation or or perhaps a verbal affirmation, right? But it's often just a, uh, hmm, Right. Like, uh, oh, okay. Um, and then I make sure to, uh, request an explanation, right? So not tell me what you mean or say more, which is what I, that used to be my go-to yeah. phrase. Yeah. I would say, say more, <laughs> say more because I was excited. Ah! Right? <laughs> <laughs> That a man, like that, I would always do that. Say more, say more, uh, because I wanted uh, the contribution to continue, right? But I had to stop doing that, and uh, and instead, I've I've sort of um, said, okay, so please, I make sure to say please, um, you know, 
please, could you, could you tell us more? Please, do you have more to say there? Uh, and then it's quiet, right? Don't rush it at this point. Um, and it, and it's a lot of times the student is able to take another run at it, right? Like, well, I, I guess I'm just what I'm after here is this. Uh, and, and they can sort of say it again or say a little more. Um, at this point, I'm probably like scribbling furiously on the board, trying to trying to capture something and, and get people um, also capturing it in their notes. Um, but but sometimes a student can't say that, you know, sometimes a student says, no, I can't really say anymore, Mr. Dolworth. This is this is it. Um, I just mean this. And. At that point, I have had uh, some success in saying, in opening it up, right? At that point, then saying, okay, well, thank you for your contribution. Um, others, can, is there anyone else in the room who can, who can fill in with what, uh, you know, what we're saying? Who wants to sort of um, keep us going here? This is a really, this is a really good thing. And that's yeah, been, and that's been good. Right. I, that's, that's a comment I'd make is it would, it, not so much in the lower grades, but as students get used to the skills necessary to be free, mm-hmm. one of the main ones is listening. Mm-hmm. If if they're if they've gotten past the hump of of ignoring what everybody else is saying because they're trying to think of what they're going to say next, right. if they're actually tuned into the conversation and they've heard it, uh, there's a there's a better than half chance mm-hmm. that they recognize truth just slipped in the door, just like you do. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I would think that the teacher is the most experienced sensor of truth. Right. That's kind that's of kind of what you're getting. That's certainly the goal, right? That's that's. It, I mean, it's a probably, yeah. but uh, more than once, I've missed it but been aware enough of the reactions of others yep. to realize something was just said that I missed. Um, and often uh, in, 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 I guess, coming back to what you're saying, I don't always have to be the one asking for more. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that initial comment, the kaboom uh, can often set off a, a series of sympathetic kabooms, right? Yep. If it's, Depending on the nature of it, I, I find this especially true with moral issues. If if the if the truth that's just come in has to do with how we ought to behave, uh-huh. almost instantaneously, there the, the sides kind of get drawn up. There are people that love it and want to well, but that would mean blah 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 blah, blah and, and they go on down the road with it. Mm-hmm. And then there's always other people with the handbrake going whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. And I've learned just to let them. If necessary, we've talked about this before with the, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere of the classroom and whatnot. Um, let them let them have a little bit of a wreck. Nobody's going to get too hurt here. Don't don't yeah. let bad things happen. But but a good little mess is not bad. No. Um, and then as necessary, start helping them to clean it up and organize it. And, and, and in particular, I, I, it seems like well over half the time, the mess comes about because there's something not properly defined. And yeah. if and if and and if I can figure out what that is, and then I've got a real question to ask, not tell me more or oh, what made you think of that, but but I start probing as to what define for me what you mean by 
important yes. term inserted here. Right. Um, and, and they may not know, but, but we have resources for definition, right? Right. We have a, often a text that's causing the initial statement. So maybe we go back to the text. We have dictionaries. God help us. We have Google, you know, uh, <laughs> Siri, Alexa. Sure. Ah! Um, but <laughs> and especially with philosophical things or really things that you really need to know, if you ask Alexa or Siri, <laughs> they often go, I don't have an answer for that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> don't they fail tell me you, now. <laughs> who struck out in the third inning of the 1939 World Series, but they can't tell you anything about <laughs> real terms that matter. Right. Um, uh, but no, I think that uh, we've given quite a bit for people to think about. I don't know if any of it's been a a bomb going off, um, but we've know. already said that you you can't necessarily make that happen. Yeah. But I but I would say that the the biggest deal is having a nose for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayerfully expecting it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I've discovered. That is, if you start off, and I and I and I teach in a Christian context. I know some of our listeners may not, but but if you have the ability to start a class off with God, with with invoking His help, mm-hmm. with 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 the silence that comes from prayer, right? Um, that's a that's a good. Imp- there's the there's the door getting cracked. Yep. Hey, truth. If you want to come in, we're at least trying to to have God at the head of this classroom. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, having a nose for it, having a desire for it, learning how to react when you hear, see, sense it, uh, and, then, and then being thankful. I think, mm. I think my students know how much I appreciate a good moment that they bring. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't go over the top and – jump up and down and run around and give them (laughs) candy bars and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's a real sense. This was a good, this was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate you bringing that into the classroom. Yeah. Um, Sometimes there in the back of that is a little head scratch. Well, Elliot, why didn't you think of that? (laughs) But that's just me and my ego. Sure. And it doesn't need to come out there to them, uh, you know, and, and, and it is amazing how it seems to be a shared burden. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely have the same person being the, the, the bomb setter. Right. Um, you know, it comes from, uh, it, it, often it comes most effectively from some of the most unexpected sources. Yep. Um, when you're least expecting it, that seems to be when it goes off. So That's what right. I hate is when the bomb happens and the stupid administration decides to run a fire drill right then. <laughs> yeah, you know, because uh, yeah. then I want to, I want to go down to that office and say, "You can't do this right now." Right. <laughs> Something really important has just happened. Right. I'm My class come to your is, house and start a fire yeah. alarm at three a.m. Yeah. Right. <laughs> My class is figuratively on fire at the moment, and you're trying to put it out. What are uh, you doing? Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Well. That's where homeschoolers just beat the sticks out of uh, those of us that have to labor away in the the factories of schools, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't have to deal with those nasty fire drills. That's right. Okay. Well, I don't know how to tie a bow on this one, but I do think it was a good conversation um, in, in <laughs> sort of waiting for that, right? And learning how to look for it and find it and keep it. Uh, so... Steve, man, maybe, as always, 
Thanks, man. Maybe to, to close this thing up, you ought to use a sound effect and just pull a fire alarm and we'll end the podcast with it. <laughs> I do not know how to put sound effects on GarageBand. <laughs> so that will not happen. Yeah, yeah you'll have okay. to make it. All right, dude. Until next time. We'll catch you. Yeah.